Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keep them coming in 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Of course, no Thursday night footy tonight as we brace ourselves for Magic Round Season 2022. All eight games to be held at Brisbane Suncorp Stadium. It's a city, well, really, it's been the saviour of rugby league in the past couple of years. Gary Freeman, the Wiz, 1992 Dallium medalist, part of our extensive coverage here on SEN. I think he might even be doing the run home tomorrow and the pregame for the Knights and the Dogs, and he's very kindly offered up some of his time tonight. G'day, Wiz. G'day, boys. How are you? Okay. Look, I'm, I'm re- really looking forward to tomorrow night, mate. Um, first time I've actually managed to get back on uh, radio uh, for a while and just to, to be part of this magic round, I think it's going to be something special. I'm really looking forward to... Uh, given um, my opinion and what I think uh, has been happening over the last couple of months of uh, footy and and uh, how it's been played. Gary, we're pleased to have you. I, I noticed today outside Suncorp Stadium, there was a picture of, of the great King Wally statue. It was dressed up with a snorkel and floaties. And when <laughs> ba- when Beijing, uh, this is a true story, when Beijing were bidding for the Olympics, <laughs> right, competing for Sydney for the 2000 Olympics, yeah. they sent planes up in the air to push clouds out of the way so it wouldn't rain. <laughs> I kid you, it's a true story on Juan Antonio Samaranch. So let me ask you, Wiz, have you got any pull with Palaszczuk and can you sort out something similar to help with the inclement weather there in Brisbane? Oh, well, that's why they call me the wizard, mate. I can actually do anything. Exactly. So I think that will be pretty easy for you. I will make sure tomorrow, when that first game kicks off, the Knights and the Bulldogs, there is not a cloud in the sky, there's no raindrops, and there'll be 20-odd thousand people, 30-odd thousand people turn up for that first game at 5.30, and they make sure that they can sit there without their umbrellas up. Because I'll tell you what, A, it's a magnificent stadium. It does hold the water well, as we've seen over the mm. years when it has been flooded a number of times. But I think the players will enjoy um, the fans that will turn up to support so many games over such a wonderful weekend. And to be brutally honest, guys, I, I, I really can't wait to be part of it, and especially on radio and be part of you guys and you know just, just be there and watch these guys go around. Because there, there's been some great football played over the last probably... You know, nine weeks that's begun. This is round 10, of course, but there's also been some games where you'd say, well, we have to get better than that. Well, let's run through some of these games. Uh, you'll be chatting about this before they kick off 6 o'clock tomorrow, the Dogs and the Knights, just looking through the entire round, round 10, actually, Wizards. Some of them are a real yep. toss of the coin, including this game. I think the Dogs going in slight favourites, $1.73, the Knights paying two eleven, but uh, this could go either way. Oh, without doubt. You know, I think if you look at uh, the way the Knights played, probably if you go back four or five weeks ago, they were like looking like they were a real side that could make the top eight and really push into it quite a way. Then you look at the Dogs in their first four games, they really did struggle. And you saw Trent Barrett down on the on the field when they won their first game, which is which is great to see that the coach had that emotion to be there. Uh, but you know, then you see how the Dogs played. I thought they, they were inspirational. They really started to played as a, as a team, as a unit. And I think that's one thing that I've noticed about the Newcastle Knights side, that they seem to be, you know, just one out. And it's very, very unstructured. But I, I just, 
I don't know what's going on with the Knights, mate. They, they should be playing a lot better. Oh, look, I know they're down a couple of players, but I think if you go through each side and line everybody up, it really does come down to, I believe, uh, the six and seven. I think Kyle Flanagan's really stepped up to the mark. Uh, Matt Burton is really starting to find his feet. I, I truly believe he did struggle a little bit after leaving Penrith and the way that Penrith used to play. But in the last couple of weeks, he's really started to come through and say, I am a leader of the side. So he's up against a young guy called Tex Hoy and then Adam Clune has come back in on the side. So again, that Newcastle side, they really haven't got that six and seven really locked down because of injuries and all the rest of it. But I think those four players really hold the key. A, it's with kicking and then general organising. Yeah, Burden, I know they lost the Raiders last week, but he was best on the field, I think, Matt Burden. Oh, yeah, he played great. Uh, he, this... he, 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 go I'm on. Sorry. No, go on. No, no, where you go. No, well, I was just having a look at the second game, Friday clock. Friday, uh, 8.05 p.m. is the kickoff. It's, it's your away game for the Broncos, even though it's at their home ground. Uh, a couple of big ins, Kurt Capewell, Payne Haas, but everyone waxing lyrical whiz about the form of Adam Reynolds. Look, I always thought that the one thing that... The reason why they went out and purchased uh, young Adam Reynolds, they needed someone who had the experience that could drive them around the paddock. Now, he d- he's done that since day one. Um, I-, I enjoy the way that Adam Reynolds played. He- he's got a great kicking game. He doesn't get flustered. He gets them around the paddock, and he was great last week. But can I- can I- to Tony Staggs, I've I got to say, it's probably one of the informed centres at the same time. So this is a game, I believe, that the Broncos should win. They should really take it to the Manly side. I know Tommy's back in the side, which makes a massive difference to this Manly side. But I think Adam Reynolds is the key difference. Look, Dave Jerry Evans, he could just win a game by himself. Mm. And so is Kieran Foreman. Like, he's one of the toughest defenders and, and great players that I've seen over the, the time that I've been watching the last 10 years, mate. He's a tremendous player. Um, and I just think that you know, those guys have really got to stand up in these games. But I think Adam Reynolds against Cherry Evans is, is going to be the highlight, without doubt. Oh, without question. Ola Cow to a big in, too, for that Eagles side. It, look, not that you care much about what the Kangaroos do or the Australian international side does, Wiz, but if they're picking a team tomorrow, is is DCE the seven, do you think? Uh, I think so, mate. Oh, I, I really do. I think he, he's, look, he's a guy that plays when it's the big games and, and they they need someone to stand up. He does get there. Um, Adam Reynolds has been close a couple of times, but I think if you're looking at a player that can, you know, you've seen some of those 40-20s, mate. They're just magnificent over the years. Um, he is a, he's a real big key to them. Uh, I, I think the interesting part here, though, is in the nine in the hooking role, uh, young Billy Walters coming into that spot. He's been strong defensively built. Um, and, and, you know, it's good to see, like, and go there and really make his own mark in the game. I'm really, really happy for young Billy Walters, mate, because he can really lead the side around. He's great at a dummy half, and he's got a pretty good kicking game too. So that will take a little bit of pressure off um, Adam Reynolds. Saturday, 3 p.m., you know, you think the Rabbitohs are be too strong. They're ninth. The Warriors are 10th. Hard to believe the Warriors are 10th. I mean, they got 70 put on them by Melbourne, and then they couldn't do away with a, a predominantly 12-man shark side last week. You make a case oh. uh, that that was even a worse loss than the one to Melbourne, but the Rabbitohs, a big loss there without Cam Murray. Yeah, it, it is, mate. He's, he's the rock um, in their side, isn't he? But they, they, they're sort of like struggling a little bit too. I think, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Cody Walker. Um, you, you know, young 
uh, the halfback Elias is, is, is a really, really good player, but he's really young and with the inexperience and Cody then has all this other added pressure on top of them to control this football side. And when you do that, sometimes it takes away from your natural running game. And I think that's what Adam Reynolds did give Cody Walker when he was playing there with him, that he would allow Cody to run and just do what he does on a football field. But when you tell someone else to step up and start taking control of the football side, it actually changes the way they play. And it's whether you become a captain or or just a a person that the coach says, I want you to try and do this. And I don't think it suits him. I think he's just got to go, you know what, I don't have to worry about that. You guys make a break. I'll be there and I'll score the tries. I'm I'm talking about Cody Walker. Mm. Uh, Damien Cook is going to run more, I reckon, out of dummy half. When you look at the Warriors, I I, I said this on radio in New Zealand, Ben Murdoch Masala, if it was me, I'd be starting that. I wouldn't be having him on the bench. Uh, I, I think that he's a guy that needs to start the game. He's inspirational. Uh, I know why they're doing it, because they want to you know, get their two front rows on then put another two front rows on. But he's a guy, I think now, after the last three weeks that I've seen him play, he just adds a little bit more spark. And, and I've got to say this also. Matthew Lodge, in the last three weeks, I think has really stood up mm. and, and really mm. leads this pack around the field. And he's been like taking the ball forward. He's doing big hits at the same time. He is one of the guys. And Toho Harris actually returns, gives him a bit more strength. But me, I'll say it one more time. Ben Murdoch, Basala, he should be starting this game against the South Sydney side, without doubt. Hey, do you like Cody Nicarima on the bench for the Bunnies, Wiz? Oh, mate. What if you're the Warriors and he comes on? He <laughs> carves him up. Stranger stories have been written in this game, as you know. But... But you know yourself, when a player changes mid-season and he comes up against his old side, it's not like you're going out there deliberately to beat them, but you know you've got to play your best. And you probably want to show the coach who said, look, yeah. we can't find a spot for you. <laughs> uh, you've got to leave. And then next week, he's up against it. He's under number 14 jersey. Look, if if there's one thing the Warriors have to fix up is around that ruck area in defence because that's where they've been beaten the last couple of weeks, um, convincingly against the Storm, of course, and Cody Nicarima would know that. Um, so just watch him to just jump out of Dami half. And I'd probably say that he'll go in the hooker, Damien Cook probably go back to lock, and then they'll just work around that and then they'll just get out of Dami half and really try and turn those big forwards around in the Warriors. Second game on Saturday, 5.30pm. We've got the Titans in 14th against the Dragons, currently sitting at 11th. Uh, the, the Hookers kept faith to the 17. That got dusted in the second half against Melbourne. The Titans are, as you know, really struggling this year. They've got Jaden Campbell back at fullback, uh, AJ Brimson at 5.8th and Jared Wallace back on the side. I, I don't know what to make of the Titans. I thought that this year, after the way they played last year, that they the experience they would have, um, the players that they've got, to me, I obviously had them set in my top eight pretty pretty well straight away. Uh, but they've really lost their way. Um, and for the coach to come out and say, you know, we're really looking at uh, other personnel to take players if they're not going to stand up and really take the game to the opposition is a massive statement because he, he would be disappointed about how they've been playing. Um, and they do come up against the Dragons, who are getting better. Um, you know, and, and I think the one thing with the Dragons in the last couple of weeks, they've improved defensively and attack-wise. And I, I think Ben Hunt is the key there. And you know, I'm talking a lot about the halves in each individual team here because they really do control and, and have the ball in their hands so many times. It really does come, come down to them. You know, but 
Mate, this, this is a tough game to pick, but I'm going to go with the Dragons, mate. I, I just don't think the Titans are there just yet, but yeah. they haven't got a really good side, but they're just, they're just not playing as well as they can do, guys. Yeah, haven't accounted for the loss of Fogarty, have they? Went to Canberra. I think the, the omission of Aaron Booth through injury hasn't helped him too. I think he's a really promising number nine. Now, 7.45, this is the game of the round. 1v2, Storm v Panthers. Of course, no Ryan Pappenhausen, but I uh, don't think that's going to detract, detract too much from this match. Mate, you know, when you look at what Craig Bellamy's gone through with the amount of great players that he's lost over the last probably three to four years, uh, and you say Pappenhausen's out and Nick Meany goes into the fullback role, does it really change the way they play? Yeah. I don't think so. I, I really don't think they actually change. And I think the young kid on the wing, Xavier Coates, I listen to him being interviewed, he goes, I'm learning all the time. And, and that's a scary thing when a football player says, "I'm learning." Like he doesn't, he doesn't know, he doesn't believe he knows everything about the game, and he's only going to get better and better. And to me, if you're playing against a kid like that, that's scary. So this is going to be a really big, big game. I, I can't wait for this game because across the board, you know, and some other people say one to seventeen, there are players there that can win you the game, and you know, Kickow and Liam Martin's playing good. You know, Yo's been strong for the Panthers at lock forward, and then you go over to then the Storm side, you know, and they are missing a couple of players. But in saying that, Munster, you know, Bromwich, uh, Grant out of dummy half, Solomona, how good has he been to play this year? He's mm. been outstanding. I'm, mate, I'd be scared if he was running at me at six foot five and 115 <laughs> kilos, and he yeah. runs like a big steam train. Oh, it's like, like a freight train, yeah. Awesome. He's a big oh, yeah. unit. And then you've got, you you got Brandon Smith off the bench. Like, well, when he comes on, he, he just terrorises everybody. I, I just love watching him play, mate. It's just, it's really, I think watching the Storm this year and parts of last year, the way that they've gone about their football has been good. But, you know, if you look at the Panthers, they've just got that, that grit about them and they, that they work for each other so hard. They do do a lot of jumping on top of each other when they score tries. I'm just waiting for someone to actually pull a hamstring and they jump No, out. no, don't, don't, hey, don't put the mock on them, please. Uh, who do you like, Chris? <laughs> storm or Panthers? I, I, I go Storm, mate. I yeah, go Storm. I'm with you. Sunday Sharks, you expect them to be too good for Canberra? Yeah, yeah, mate. Canberra, they, they uh, completely, I, I don't know what they're doing. The, the, the Sharks, mate, new coach, done a great job. And the kid that's playing, Nickers. Nicholas Hines at going in the fullback role, mate, outstanding. They they should win that game. Uh, this is a good matchup too. Roosters Eels. Uh, Roosters form hasn't been great this yep. year, but we saw Keary and Walker just starting to to find their best combinations last week. Tedesco's been immense the past couple of weeks, and Parramatta coming off yep. that that huge upset win over Penrith in Penrith. Yeah, geez, it was a good game though, wasn't it? That game, yep. the Parramatta versus Penrith game. Intensity, that was rock yeah. solid. This is a tough game to pick, guys. This is this is going to be a lot closer than what a lot of people think. I think you, you summed it up just then when you mentioned the two players, six and seven. They just weren't gelling, and the team wasn't gelling. They've had a few players missing the rest of it. Uh, Angus Crichton, to me, I reckon is really found out how he's supposed to play at the Roosters. Remember he came over from the South Sydney side a few years ago, about three years ago, and he just didn't really fit in. But now I think he's, he's going to take his game to the next uh, level, mate. He's going to be uh, very good. And Tupanua, um, he's the one that you've got to watch. But I, I can't see Para beating the Roosters. I, I think the Roosters will just be too slick. They, get just, they, they, started, they were a six last week. They've gone to a seven, and I reckon they'll be an eight this week. Yeah, well, Dylan Brown back at six—that made a big difference, didn't it? You know, they say you don't—you yep. don't weaken a strength to strengthen a weakness. Wait, why? What? What? 
I, I know over the years you've got to try and pick your best players and all the rest of it, but he's the best 5'8". Yep. Like, yep. Chuck someone else out there. I don't know who it is. You, you surely... <laughs> Play Bryce in the centres if you have. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, mate, I, I agree. I agree. Mate, I, I leave leave the six and seven together because that's, yep, that's, they've got to be rock solid. And, you know, just, yeah, put Ryan Matheson out there, Bryce Cartwright out there. He can be able to handle it. No problems, you know, but... Oh, mate. Anyway, I'm not a coach. That's probably why I got sacked before. Well, that's <laughs> uh, you've added 20 years to your life, Wiz. And the final game Sunday, the Tigers against the surprise packets of 2022, the Cowboys. Cowboys, um, drink water being fantastic at fullback. Till they put him back there, that team has grown another leg, mate. I, I think he is something inspirational for them. He's, he comes in the back line good. He's got a pretty good kicking game, but he's in and away off the scrums have been fantastic too. You know the other kid that's been going, I know he's a Kiwi, uh, Peter Hickman, but he's mm. really stood up going to the Cowboys and he's having a really good season. I'm really happy to see him um, play so well. And young Tom Dearden, leaving the, the Broncos a couple of years like last year and he's come over here, he's starting to understand the game again and it takes a little bit of time. Um, but for my Tigers... I, I, have they got enough firepower there to score tries against the uh, Cowboys? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Tamalolo, if he plays the game, which we know how he can play, and then on the back with Chad Townsend with his kicking game and Dearden with his kicking game, I think the Cowboys should get away with the slabs. Hey, Wiz, do you like the idea of a magic round in New Zealand? Oh, mate. You know what? The, the, the NRL should be looking at something like this. that They've had no football for two years. Mm. It would be great if the NRL took it back there um, and played it at, uh, you know, Mount Smart Stadium, uh, maybe in Christ, maybe in Wellington. They'd have three major uh, uh, venues that they could play these games at. Uh, it, it would be maybe just go to Wellington and play it all there. Uh, but I, I think it'd be fantastic, mate. It's something that the people in New Zealand be missing. Be missing their rugby league. They are avid followers. They they love their football. Uh, been starved it for two years from no no fault of our own, you know, with all the pandemic happening. But a magic round in New Zealand, either in Wellington or in Auckland, made that be so good for the game. And I wish the, hope the NRL look at that and do something before the end of the year. That would be just fantastic. Yeah, I think they're keen on it. Mate, you've been very generous with your time. Before I let you go, you're getting a bit of love on our text line here, Gaz. I'll, oh. I'll read a couple of these out. Uh, this one... <laughs> Hi, Jules. I remember sitting on the lounge with my late father watching the Wiz Gary Freeman playing. I wondered if he became a beautician as he gave every player a facial after he tackled them. That's from Mark from Mortonale. Uh, you get right to apply, Gary. <laughs> I, mate, that was, I was allowed to do that back then. Um, uh, I was a bit of a pest, but I, I, I think that people still remember how I used to play because I was a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> I was a captain of the Sox down 13, mate. Hey, uh, this one here, Steve. My calf muscles were too big, boys. My yeah, calf yeah. muscles were too big. <laughs> I, I just, just before we came on air, I repeated a quote that I thought you said, and can you uh, confirm or deny for me that? Did you yeah. say, Wiz, that you used to train on Christmas Day because you knew no one else would? Was that you? It was yeah, yeah, I, I'm I, glad I got that right. Yeah, when I was at the Roosters, yeah, the, when I was well, at Balmain and, and then went to the Roosters and the Rooster boys were like, oh, what are you doing Christmas Day? I said, I'll be training. They said, you're off your head. I said, mate, no one else is going to be doing it. So I just try to do something a little bit different. And every Christmas I'd, I'd you know, go out there and train for a couple of hours, then come back. Yeah, always, every year. 
JK, the whiz Gary Freeman was the greatest halfback I ever saw. He carried my chooks to top with Salvo in both 92 and 93, oh. Craig Salvatore, until they yep. both got sent yep. off the day Benny died at Penrith. My mate Gavin and me used to sing the whizzer's ear at the SFS members bar. One Gary Freeman. <laughs> There's only one Gary Freeman. Just ask him. That's from Bondi Jack. What, that, that year in 92 um, was a tremendous year, but uh, that was when our, our son was born. Uh, Chris and uh, I remember sitting there with my wife before the first game against oh, against St George, and um, I was just sitting there. And there was only like about twenty five minutes to go before the end of the uh, reserve grade, and my wife said, "Me, are you going back in?" I was so just relaxed because I was so tired <laughs> after the first three months. <laughs> I didn't even want to get changed. with oh mate, it was, it was funny. They salvo champion player, mate, yeah. great bloke. You, you wouldn't meet a nicer person. But I, I really appreciate those people that did follow me over the years. Um, and the ones that didn't like me, well, that's just bad luck. Nah, they it? love you now. <laughs> yeah, they know. love you now. And the I last know, who, one... Who doesn't love the Wizards? No, who doesn't? Know? Steve from Padstow. Hello, I remember when Big Mount and Wiz were selling coin-op machines in the 80s. So there you go. Fans oh, from, from many decades yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the poker machines. Yeah, yeah, that, that was Daryl Broman and myself. And uh, Gussie was in that business, Daryl. wasn't he, for a while? Yeah, Gus was the first one, and he worked for a, uh, a company called Aristocrat. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, still yeah, around. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's still there, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, Aristocrat is still there, mate. One of the biggest in the world. I'm sure the big man will be listening. Wes, fantastic to chat to you, mate. Uh, welcome mate, to the team. And uh, you're going to be on drive yeah. uh, the run home with Jimmy tomorrow. Then preview the the Knights and the Bulldogs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, you get, keep those texts coming in because they might want to ask me some really hard questions. That I don't know if I'm able to answer them, but I'll, I can put them forward anyway. <laughs> yeah, but you'll give it a lash. Lovely to chat. Good on you. We'll catch you tomorrow. Right, cheers, lads. Thank Have you, mate. There Enjoy he is. The Will do. Bye. You too. There he is. He's a good fella. He's a good fella. Knows his stuff too. What a player he was. You forget how good these guys were. People talking about, you know, the current dearth of high-quality halfbacks in the game. Well, gee, he'd walk into any side right now. Anyway, we're overdue. We better take a break. High ground.